This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden and I'm joined today by Aaliyah Kidd, Pulse foodie, reporter, social media expert, everything under the sun. How are you doing, Aaliyah? I'm doing good. Good. Aaliyah, what's your official title other than all of the other stuff that you do for the Pulse? I am officially the lifestyle editor, but I basically cover everything arts and entertainment and with a focus on food. You also are instrumental in putting together the door wedding guide every year as well. Yes. Um, That's all true. Right. Has has the second issue of that come out yet, or is that coming out soon? Yes, it is now on stands. So the Door Wedding 2020 did come out officially, I think, in April. Um, usually comes out in March, but with everything going on, it got pushed back a little bit. But it's featuring nine different couples again. Um, they're real wedding stories um, from big to small weddings and also has a vendor guide in there, which is really helpful for anybody who's planning a wedding here in Door County. Awesome. Uh, we've talked a little bit over on, say, the the Pulse show, the video, like the weekly video show that we've been doing uh, over on YouTube. But uh, this is the first time I think that we've had you back on the podcast since COVID-19 and everything happened. How have mm-hmm. you been holding up? Uh, how have things changed for you and your family? Uh, you recently gave birth to your daughter. Uh, and I know that, that yep. things happened pretty quickly right after that. So how, how have things been going over on your end? Yeah, we kind of joke that, you know, the best time to have a newborn baby is kind of during a pandemic where you have to be at home anyways. Right. So I definitely didn't have any FOMO, which was kind of nice. Good. You know, everybody else is at home. I'm not like missing out on anything because I have to be up all night and be with my baby newborn. So that kind of worked out besides uh, being able to hang out with friends and family, of course. that was That's the main bummer. But, you know, we are starting to, you know, socially distance and see other people now, which is finally fun. Right. Expanding your circle a little bit as we mm-hmm. move into the summer. I'm doing the same bits and bits and pieces here and there, starting to feel comfortable yep. uh, with folks. Um, so one one other thing that you do, not one other, but you know, one of the many things that you do is you cover kind of the, the food scene up here. And we're going to talk about how COVID-19 has impacted the food scene and what different businesses are doing to get creative in light of the pandemic. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, But this week in the Pulse, we also have a list of new businesses that have opened up for 2020, uh, which is really interesting. People can check that out online or in the paper this week. Can you give me just a couple standout ones that you found interesting that are going to be coming up this year? Yeah, I mean, I definitely focus on the food and and drink side, but there's, you know, it does cover all new businesses, but a big one, maybe one that isn't food and drink is the TJ Maxx. <laughs> that was a huge one this past year. Uh, the new business list does cover pretty much from any businesses that opened from last spring through the current time period. So um, you'll see some in there that haven't opened a little while, but also some brand new ones. I, there are a few in here that I haven't recognized that I'm excited to check out, but I know there's been uh, a new Asian takeout restaurant that just opened. Um, it's a pop-up right now, and it's, that's coming out of the Mojo Restaurant Group with Kim Jensen. So that's in a Harbor, Mojo right. Rosa's. And that's um, like, I know there's Stir Fry, there's Crab Rangoon's, 
uh, pad thai type takeaway items, which that's kind of interesting since we don't have a lot of that up here, Northern Door especially. Right. Um, and then Wally's Weenie Wagon is back again. That opened last summer, and that is has been open pretty much as much as they can weather-wise in Bailey's Harbor. We had Wally Vartanian on the podcast uh, when they opened up last year, too. And he was such a, mm-hmm. a friendly guy who's really passionate. And there's a, a kind of a cool story, kind of sad, but it, it's uh, it's inspiring uh, behind mm-hmm. the, the weenie wagon and why they got into business and that kind of stuff. So I would recommend checking yeah. out that episode for sure. I'm pretty sure you were there with us for that one as well. I think so. And then they were um, running part-time uh, hotel business, but they're now full-time Wally's Weenie Wagon. So that is exciting for them this year. Um, let's see. And then also Pearl Wine Cottage in Ephraim is, I believe, opening back up soon. And that is a place that I couldn't really enjoy last year when I was pregnant. So right. I'm looking to go check that out. Yeah, looking forward to that. Another another great podcast episode with the owners of Pearl Wine Cottage last year, too. Exactly. This is like the, the then, best of the podcast list right now. I know, right? And then to fill things out, pun intended, the filling station at Husby's is coming at the end of the month, I believe. So hopefully I can get in there and figure out more details on that. But that is going to be a little open air bar, I believe, next door to Husby's in the garage where the old Door County ice cream shop was. So that will be serving frozen cocktails and and I think non-alcoholic too, probably, but sounds really interesting. That's a new concept. Yeah. uh, On the Pulse show this week, I kind of got out and about the county looking at some of the things that are new and different. And Sister Bay is under a lot of construction right now. There's a couple different things going on between the filling station, uh, Al Johnson's new retail location, plus they kind of changed up Sabor, redid the lawn and that kind of stuff. The Door Hotel is also being built. I mean, if you drive through Sister Bay, you can't miss that construction going on. Mm -hmm. So lots of new stuff, including all of these new businesses. But I think the filling station is probably a good segue to an article that you're writing for next week where you have been looking at how different restaurants have been getting creative in how they are handling COVID-19, specifically like socially distanced tables and how they've been expanding outside and doing more outdoor dining. Tell me a little bit about what you learned about that. Yeah, I mean, the outdoor spaces for restaurants have been expanding in the last, you know, 10 years, five, 10 years as is pretty evident when you go through any area up here in Door County and um, with, with places like Stavor and Chops, Open Air, um, Upper Deck, and um, of course, places like Fred and Sully's have been doing that forever. But this year, especially, places are expanding even more their outdoor, or outdoor areas, or if they never even had an outdoor area, they're finding ways to add those so people feel comfortable dining and drinking with them in an open space rather than being inside, which has been something that is a concern, especially if you're worried about the virus transmission with being indoors. Right. Yeah, that, that's that been my thing that's been keeping me from going in and sitting down at a restaurant. I don't know if I'm comfortable yet actually sitting down at a restaurant, but I, mm-hmm. I do feel much better about being able to be outside. So that's that's something that's been cool to see. Do you think that this is a trend that would have continued anyway and we would have still seen the number of places that are doing it right now? Or do you think that that was accelerated by COVID-19? Do you think that we've got more outdoor options now because of that? Or, or was it was it trending that way to begin with? 
it's, it's definitely trending that way, but 100% accelerated places that weren't maybe planning on it soon or needed to add additional seating. Like, for example, down in Sturgeon Bay, uh, Get Real Cafe, that's a place that, you know, kind of it's on uh, Madison Street. So it's it's not, they don't really have like a, y- a yard or a lawn or any place that naturally would have been an outdoor space, but they converted their back parking area with some faux grass and some picnic tables so people could actually spend time outside. And that's something that, you know, I don't think that they would have done unless people were asking for it and there's a need for it with, with the COVID situation. Right. Yeah. And it getting outside is something that I feel like a lot of businesses had no choice in investigating this year, just because there's a lot of restaurants up here that don't have as much room inside to socially distance stuff. Like for instance, mm-hmm, exactly. Wilson's has indoor dining, but most of that is booth style mm-hmm. in, in their thing. And you really can't move those booths around. You can close a couple of them, but I know that they have expanded some of their outdoor seating out into their parking lot right now to give people more mm-hmm. room. Uh, it looks like at Stabber, when I was walking by the other day, they have uh, moved their tables around in order to increase the distance between folks. Uh, but that was already all outside to begin with. So that was just kind of yep. a, a rearranging. Uh, what are some other examples of places that have gotten creative? Yeah, so Chives Food Trucks, there's the Chives Grill Truck, and there's the Chives Pizza Truck, and those have been around for a little bit, and they they move around the county, especially in Bailey's Harbor, but those have kind of set up shop next door to Chives Restaurants. Um, you can see them up there. There's a couple steps that take you up, and now they have, you know, a couple paths leading back and forth to both, and they have an open bar area and picnic table steps, so it's kind of like an established food truck area almost, which is kind of interesting. Um, there's Casey's Barbecue has added more picnic tables in their backyard, so is Blue Ox. Um, they had a front porch, but they've expanded their back area to be more outdoors. Alexander has taken advantage of their parking lot space, um, and so is Whistling Swan. And then I also know Island Fever Rum Bar and Grill, they've made their made use of their huge lawn space. So they have a lot of area, open area to explore and dine and drink full service there too. So right. yeah, there's a lot of different places that have just really gotten bigger. Now, do you think that the the folks who have expanded their outdoor seating, do you think that this is going to be something that they continue to do next season and beyond? Do you think that this is like in your, in your conversations with folks, uh, are are you hearing that people are like, well, this is good for this year and this is what's going to get us through, but then next year we're going to go back to normal? Or is this something that businesses are investigating and being like, hey, maybe this is something that we can continue on for the future? People like eating outside, so why not uh, get creative this year and then try to really nail it down next year and make it permanent? Yeah, it's more that that latter point with with um, trying to figure it out and see how it works. And you know, for some of these places, it's obviously going to be more of an investment if you're looking to have, you know, outdoor seating and you have to do some, you know, lawn, land, or lawn landscaping and kind of figuring out your systems to, for customer service and how you're serving people outside. So I do think it's probably going to continue and probably just get better and better as far as how the serving process goes for those places. Right. Yeah. And it, 
it is one of those things that, you know, can be as big or as small as will allow. Like in, in my time in Minneapolis, it wasn't uncommon to see a restaurant have maybe three or four tables outside. So not a mm-hmm. ton, but still some. Um, and and right. I feel like you you have some opportunities there where it's like, well, we can do three tables outside or we can do two tables outside on our porch or something like that. But it's still, it's better than nothing. And it's definitely going to be alluring to the folks who are like, well, I could grab takeout or maybe I will go in and sit down. I see that they have a patio. So maybe I can do it there and I'll feel comfortable, that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. I I feel like it's a cool opportunity for businesses to be able to, even if they can only get one or two tables outside, it it creates a new uh, value add for customers in a way. Exactly. New way to enjoy some of your favorite places. Right. Uh, So this list will be out. uh, You're working on an article for next week so people can check out the full list of uh, innovations that you were able to discover. Uh, Is there anything else that we didn't cover from either the new businesses or or some of these other things that you think people should know about this week? Um, Well, the outdoor areas will be in this Friday paper, actually. And then next week, we'll all be covering more in-depth, the new food and drink businesses. So gotcha. you can look for that. Uh, I know mm-hmm. that you took a bunch of photos and you got a bunch, uh, you have a gallery that's going to be up on the website that people can see some of the different outdoor patio options or outdoor dining options that people have done too, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Great. So we'll, we'll take a look at that. Uh, Aliyah, I, I think that that's going to do it for us today. A little bit shorter of an episode. Uh, we've got some cool stuff coming up for you guys on Friday to listen to. Uh, but we just wanted to talk about some of the new exciting stuff that's going on right now uh, as, as everything else continues to unfold in the world and in Wisconsin and all that kind of stuff. Just looking forward, being optimistic about like, hey, here's some cool stuff that people can do uh, this summer when they come up. Exactly. So, uh, thank you so much, Aliyah, for chatting with me. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at the Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com/shop where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time. <laughs>